Welcome to the 51st Guna podcast, recorded eight days after the final game of the season. I'm your host, Joe Broadfoot, and the panellists are David Udo, Steve Ashford, and Mike Francis. Here's the rest of what they had to say. Right about now, we've got some emails from listeners, and I'm going to read the first one, dated March the 5th. It's about the Almunia injury, and it's from Chris Highland. And he writes, I was listening to the latest podcast as I was walking the dog. And I heard the comments about Almunia being dropped under the pretense of illness. I know it's not a recent thing, but as I came up in the podcast, I thought I'd forward this uh, this article I came across earlier, coincidentally in brackets. It should provide the answer to his three to four week absence. The article about Keeper being given time off entitled Almunia Coping with Family Tragedy. Uh, which equals specifically the death of his mother-in-law in a in a car crash. As for Almunia, I like him a lot. I think he gets unfair stick. I'll admit that sometimes it is justified. In my opinion, we have one of the better keepers in the league. Not many come above him, and the price of a world-class keeper is beyond us. Where and how do we get a keeper good enough to replace him? Anyway, I say stick by him. I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. If right. I, if I may... I think we're going to have I mean, to say I, I, something I on this. We made the comments about Almunia being off for four weeks with a runny bum. Uh, about two weeks after we, we did that podcast, um, uh, Ben revealed he'd been out after his mother had died in a car crash. And that's obviously a horrible thing. And but how many years ago did that happen, we the, wonder? No, it was... It was, uh, it was, it was actually season. recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was yeah, just after the Manchester City game by all accounts. So, yeah, that's, that's very, very sad and everything. And... Better yeah. excuse than a wrist injury that wasn't even when the wrist was well, in the well, strapped up. This is the thing. I mean, with regard to the other other point um, Chris has made, where can we get a goalkeeper better than him? I can think of 16 in the Premier League, probably 30 worldwide. Um, you know, pick a name out of the hat. With the exception of Boaz, Hill and Brian Jensen, I'd take pretty much any other goalkeeper. I mean, Tottenham have got two goalkeepers better than us, mm. in Cudicini and Gomez. Um, Except one of them has a body hand, so... I'd still take him over Almunia. <laughs> in fairness, the punch you can get off a stump, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really long. So um, whilst, whilst uh, yeah, um, uh, I'm obviously incredibly sorry for Manuel's loss. Um, uh, I'm, I'm certain he can, he can go back to Spain and you know be closer to his family next year whilst playing for Huelvo or you know Sabadell or whoever in the Spanish Segunda Liga will take him. Well, I think it's quite. Um it's quite sad about Manuel actually I had high hopes for him when he first came in but I mean he's not proved to be a big gamekeeper and every year he, he gets a little bit worse he's had one good season though Steve season. Like, had, yeah, not had, this season just passed but the uh, one before I think he he's had, he's, yeah, surpassed he's, expectations he's, he's a good shot stopper I mean I think he's a good shot stopper but he's reading of the game he's knowing when to come off the line to a certain extent his handling of crosses is not brilliant and I reckon that letter must have been written four years ago you forgive a 20-year-old, you don't forgive a 32-year-old. Yeah. I suppose we should because point out that the letter was actually written back in March. Um, <laughs> due to some technical problems, it's taken a while to reach us. But Did he have a good run of form at that point? Because yeah, well, it's, sort of, <laughs> it's not and in my, my mind. There's not many better keepers, and we don't know where we get a better one. Uh, as, Dave, as David says, I mean, apart from you know, maybe Boaz Myhill, I'd take any one of the other 19. Would you take Paul Robinson? He's been yeah, based this. on current form, I'd yeah. take him. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I'd say Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Robinson's <laughs> barley water. But we're pleased you like the podcast, Chris. So yeah, we're very happy about that. Yeah, yeah. So um, the next email, um, should we go to you, Steve? from a guy called Steve Dahlgren from Alexandria, Virginia in the USA. Um, so he's coming all the way from over there, and thanks for listening again, Steve. He says... Hello chaps, I'm a big fan of the podcast and one of my favourite parts of it are the songs. Living in the USA as I do, I have to watch Arsenal on the TV and I can't always make out the words to the songs sung by the crowd. Keep singing lads. Well you'll be pleased to know Steve, there are no songs tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry Steve, my bad, I left the guitar open. Yeah, it's a technical fault. Um, but uh, thanks for the email. Another uh, email yeah. from a previous writer. Um, Chris Christou, uh, who uh, Mark Ollington addressed personally about three or four podcasts ago. Chris writes, thanks for mentioning me on the podcast. What an honour. You were right. I should. Fuck off. (laughs) 
Keep up the good work and less of the shite songs. Nice one, lads, and thank you. Well, Chris, much to your chagrin, unfortunately, there are no songs tonight. So um, it looks as though the people have spoken. Yes. And so, finally, on the the email front, the final email we got was from uh, John Harding from Hackney, who said, uh, just to say well done for an awesome podcast I look forward to all week. Thanks for that, John. Must must have a headline. (laughs) (laughs) Also, just want to ask what you think of Theo Walcott this season and his involvement or not in the first team. I mean, he's a really talented player who spends whole matches on the bench. I just can't get my head round why Wenger isn't playing him. I know he hasn't been brilliant from the little we've seen of him, apart from two similar and fantastic goals against Burnley and Barcelona, but the only way he'll recover is by playing regular first-team football. He's been injured and now he's been sidelined in a season where Arsenal have shown a lack of pace which he brings onto the field. Any ideas? P.S. The JT songs were brilliant. And well, John, um, the songs I'm sure were brilliant. Uh, everyone enjoyed them. As for Theo, uh, I'm sure we'll get the other panelists' views. My view is, uh, I'm afraid he's never going to make it. He's just not good enough. His decision making has been di- is diabolical, and he may have but, pace, but that's about all. He's but it's got. been played out of position. I mean, Arsene himself says that he's a striker, and then he plays him on a wing, which I really can't well, understand for the life of me. I really, really really do not understand this playing Theo Walcott out of position nonsense because he patently and unnervingly is never ever going to be a striker as long as he lives because if you've seen his finishing yeah but what about Thierry Henry when he was the same age how good was his finishing did you see do you ever see his statistics before he arrived at Arsenal Thierry Henry it wasn't very good it was one in three at best if I remember correctly Thierry Henry has got natural talent Anyone, even Arsene Wenger, could see that. Mm. Thierry Henry had and still has natural, awesome ability. Theo Walcott has got pace, and that's all he's got. And I agree totally with Mike. He's and he's winger. got a work ethic, he's a which is something Thierry Henry did. He's a winger. I'm not sure he does track back well enough. He gets back, but he doesn't make a tackle. Yeah, he definitely can't tackle. His crossing always goes to the first man. He can't beat the first man. I don't know, he's put a few crosses in the six-yard box... And to be honest, I've seen our, our strikers, if that's what they are, or striker, because we normally play one up front, not bothering to even go into the six-yard box. Because and I've seen, and it's not just from Theo, by the way. We've put a lot of crosses at the edge of the six-yard box, and there's no one there yeah. to, who's interested in scoring one of those dirty well, okay, goals. Let's talk, let's talk we about only like ball. beautiful. Oh, I've, I've yeah. getting Chelsea's team or United's team. I think he'd get, oh, he get into United's team in mm. terms of the... The position that he plays and the way that the way that the team he'd be in play, I mean, he's like Andre Arshavin uh, in the sense that he doesn't fit in the team that he plays for. Uh, I mean, in this this four three this fluid four three three that we have, I mean, you need three Van Persies up front, which is why Bentner will only work when Van Persies injured. I mean, the, the sheer nonsense of watching the tallest man in the squad stood st- st- on the right wing, knocking in crosses for himself. <laughs> is something I hope we don't have to watch next season. But Wal- Walcott, you will. Walcott, you will. Walcott, Walcott <laughs> won't be able to play as a centre forward in a four-three-three. You need somebody who can hold the ball up. I mean, the guy's five foot seven and quicker than shit off a stick. I mean, you, you put balls over the top for him to run onto. Um, and, and Wenger, like like Walcott's teammates, won't trust him to do that. But they won't put balls over the top. How many balls over the top? When you've got guys like Diaby, they will never put a ball over the top. Diaby no. is one of those guys yeah. who only ever plays defeat. You Walcott know, what? Be good, in a, in a that's why I've got a bit of a thing with Diaby. The, the other point I'll raise about Theo Walcott is that, that two years ago, at the age of 20, people wrote off Aaron Lennon uh, as being no good, as having no end product, mm. not scoring enough goals, not creating enough goals. Most people would now pick him in the England team ahead of Walcott and would say he's probably Tottenham's most dangerous player. Theo Walcott has only just turned 20 years old. He's, he's very soon to be, sorry, he's soon to be 21. Christ, I mean, I look, look how I was 20, uh, when I, at the age of 20. You know, I was a completely different person in a hundred thousand different ways. If, if people want to write off players at the age of 23, 24, I think you've got more of a licence to do that. But the age of 20, I think you're asking far too much. Well, I'm, I'm looking at players we have had in the past in that position. And I go back to, to George Armstrong, Peter Marinello, um, Liam Brady, uh, Mark Overmars, Ricks, Perez, uh, all of them. I mean, Theo Walcott is not fit to lace their boots. Yeah, but at that age, uh, when, yeah. when you compare the ages, when you, but, we had Perez, Perez come in, players, how old was he, 28 at, at least, if not pushing 30, right, when he arrived at Arsenal. Overmars, he was late, late or mid-20s. 
Whereas Theo has been been with us a while now. I take all that on board, and I, you know I understand what David's saying about him only being twenty. And if if we'd seen any signs of improvement in the last three or four years, I'd say relevant point. But I just don't think we have. I think you know he's he's been there three years now, and okay, he's had injuries and he's not had a run in the side and all that. You can argue all that, but when he is in the team. His decision making is still appalling. Look at and, 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 you know, I thought I thought three years ago I thought, oh, it will come. You know, he'll learn that. He'll gain from experience. And it's not. It's something. I mean, you know, the Barcelona goal. What on earth was he doing? He was through on goal. He didn't have a man near him, and he tried to play in Bentner. We had two men on him. Somehow we managed to score a goal out of that. And he's supposed to be a position. It was wrong position. He's supposed to be a striker. When he does get in a shooting position, he passes it or misses it. But that's that's down to lack of confidence. And if you play in the wrong position, you will start to lack confidence after a while. And and Wenger should know that because I thought he had some psychological ideas. Two minutes later in that Barcelona game, Derby had the chance to play him in again. And you know, as, as you say, Joe, Diaby would only play in feet. But if he, you know, if, if Fiore Walcott had finished the first one with confidence, I reckon Diaby would have played him in. But he didn't, and chance was gone. And, and then against Fulham, you know, the last game of the season, with you know, he, someone set him up one on one with the keeper, and you're, you're thinking, go on, Theo, Theo, just for once, prove you're a striker, hit the target and score, beat the man. He put it wide. Yeah, we got off Bentner. You're going, oh, we Theo again. We got off Bentner 18 months ago for not being able to finish. And yeah, we commented earlier about what a you know, just like a new signing is when he came back after injury. I mean, look, is he going to be as good as Robert Perez or Mo Cup Mark Overmars? Probably not, but they're two of the finest wingers I've ever seen in my life. But at the age of 20, I'd like to see what he's like when he's 23. Yeah, I think I think he des- certainly deserves a lot more time. I think he might be better than 4 Oh, totally. Yeah, oh, yeah he, the, he has played the 4 4 Otherwise, he's like Archer, and, you know, he could be the greatest winger in the world, but what's the point of having wingers in a 4 3 Talk, Talking of tactics which Benga hasn't bothered to kind of, you know, like address over the last year. So let's well, address it. we talked about on the last So let's address it for him. We didn't talk about four four two Very quickly, because I know we've got other agendas. Um, would you be in favour of going back to four four two at any stage? Mate? Right. Depends on the players, doesn't it? I mean, you know, you've got to play a formation that's going to work for the players. And, uh, you know, four three three wouldn't have been my first choice. And I'm surprised Benga went for it, because he was very rigid with four four two for a long time. But... What it has delivered this season is the best season we've seen from Sesk. It, it what mm. has worked for him. Mm. You know, you can you can say that the other ten players have, it hasn't worked for, but you know, mm. I don't know. It's, mm. it's balancing that, isn't it? Um, I'd, I'd say I'd say Sesk is good enough. He can play in pretty much any formation. But the fact he's mm. scored eighteen. Yeah, goals when you look season, at it, we've yeah. sort of overachieved given the players mm. that that we've had at our disposal. We've we've mm. done quite well to finish third. Yeah. As, yeah. as I Given think I've said before, none of us I, th- I think Mike's made a very good point. I mean, the four-three-three frees Fabregas, and um, as he's our best player, yeah. uh, that makes a lot of sense. Added to the fact it seems to have brought out the best in Robin van Persie as well. The issue that I would have is the last sort of eight games of the season uh, that Fabregas was ruled out for. If you don't have that player, and however good Sami Nasri is, he's not Cesc Fabregas. Um, you know, you you are allowed to four, four, yeah, you are allowed to yeah. change the formation again. It's not cheating to make the most of what you've got. And why didn't he go four four two for the Wiggins, for the Blackburns, for the Spurs game, for instance? You know, when Fabregas was injured, and, and maybe played Wado and, and Van Persie up front, oh. or Vela and Van Persie, just give him a chance. I mean, Wado wasn't given a chance all last season. I, I can't really blame Wenger for that, to be honest. Uh, the the few glimpses I've seen of Eduardo this season. Yeah. I really could understand why Wenger's so reluctant to put him on. I think even as a Eduardo, the, the injuries finished him, innit? 18th of February 2008, yeah, Daily yeah. Music died. So yeah. It's never going to be the same time. Which kind of brings me on in a roundabout way to the uh, Gunas survey. The deadline. Seamless, seamless parking. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of semi seamless, but I'm sort of going, going a bit forwards to go backwards, if you don't mind me doing that. Because I was thinking about the most disappointing player of the season. We'll get onto that in a minute. But one of the things about the Guna survey is there's a deadline, the 18th of June. That's Friday, the 18th of June is a deadline for that. And first of all, we're going to talk about the player of the year before we start talking about the most disappointing player of the year. And um, the contenders for player of the year, Cesc Fabregas, Alex Song and Thomas Vermaelen. So, um, okay, just, just on the survey, um, if you do want to fill it in, um, there's a link to it online. Uh, the, the survey appeared in the last issue. Um, but you can also go to the website www.onlineguna.com and you'll see a link at the top of the page 
Um, as Joe said, deadline is uh, Friday the 18th of June, and this is your chance to have a say. Whether anyone will listen to it at the club or not is another matter, but there you go. Are you allowed to say who you're voting for in this um, survey? I'll probably reveal who, who I have done in my survey. I've, I've completed my survey before we got too many answers in, so I wasn't influenced by everyone else. <laughs> Um, player of the season uh, it, it's difficult as you say it's I mean, like, tough choice um, you've got, you got Fabregas uh, Vermaelen Song I think are really the only three realistic contenders um, I'm, I'm sure we'll get we'll get another couple Sol may come in, in, in as a late season I think Arshavin won it last year um, despite only mm. joining in January so there is precedent for that mm. um, my vote has to go to Cesc just because he's the he's the player that makes the difference whenever he's on the pitch Vermaelen I think had a had a a good first season. He had a great first two months. Um, I do think he went off the boil a bit after that. Um, certainly didn't get as many goals, but that's not what he's there for. But um, you know, and Song has come on leaps and bounds, and, and is now such an important player. But um, I, I still have to say, Cesc is the one that gets you off your seats. Yeah, I agree with that. Cesc was responsible for a majority of the goals we scored, and he made a majority of the other goals. So, I mean, talk about a one-man team as far as scoring goals. It, it was Sesk. How so, Sesk for me every time. Yeah. I mean, I think our season was encapsulated by the Aston Villa home game. Um, an hour of sort of fucking around and not really knowing what <laughs> we're doing. Fabregas can barely walk. Benga takes it to one side and says, Sesk, can you go and score two goals and come back off again? Yeah, no problem, boss. Yo, bish mm. bash, thanks. Can I go back? To yeah, no problem. That's great. There's your win bonus. Cheers, thanks. Yeah, he's, yeah best player by mile. He is the best player, but does I mean he's my favourite player? But does that mean he deserves Player of the Year? Because he's just he could be playing within himself. He's that good. They are just our opinions, Mr. Quizman. <laughs> I, th- I think when we come on to the next one, it's, sometimes it's about what, what your expectation is. Yeah, my expectation and of Sesk is I expect him to be our best high. player. But to every be fair, because he's that I think good. He exceeded most people's expectations this season. You know, mm. as we said earlier, that the formation suited him, and he milked every moment of it. Yeah. Can I just ask a question to Mike while, while, while our revered um, owner come proprietor of the Guna is here do you reckon the players and the, the directors read the Guna Mike? No well we did the interview with Seth in um, um, issue 194 still available from the website <laughs> <laughs> seamless plug um, unlike issue 195 which is now or 205 which is now really sold out yeah. Anyway, um, Sesk actually, we asked him in an interview, um, said about Guna, and he had to be prompted, you know, by holding up a magazine saying, This is the Guna. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. No, you hadn't, Sesk. <laughs> just, just, just to admit oh, to it. Because hmm. um, I, I met Ray Parler once, and, and uh, I told him I, I, I wrote a column for the Guna, and he said, What's the Guna? And that was, a, that was <laughs> only about seven or eight years ago. Hmm. And the Guna had been going for 20 years at that time. I mean, David yeah. Dean, when David Dean was, was there, you know, and for all, all his faults, many of which there are, um, he did read it. You know, he, he was so well he aware. threatened litigation against uh, you? I think we probably had a couple of threats, <laughs> not quite as bad as some of the other fanzines, admittedly, but we, we may have uh-huh. overstepped the line, but quite as much as they did. Um, yeah. Tom's no chance of Arsene Wenger reading it. Not, not a hope in hell. He doesn't read anything, does he? Would you think, you think that you would want to read that to find out? What you know? What the result of your you job? You and me would, yeah. yeah we're not yeah. Arsenal Wenger, are we? According yeah. to the fabulous Arsenal and make, making of a modern super club by um, Alex Flynn and Kevin Witcher, um, the only two things Arsenal Wenger reads are the Daily Mail and the Keep. The Daily Mail. Mm. Oh wow! What can I say? Didn't yeah, what, what, didn't what didn't say say I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I have to say. Did you see that cartoon in the Sun the other day <laughs> no. with? The Titanic sinking. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they did the Titanic fire. They had the picture of Wenger from Old Trafford, didn't they? Wenger was standing with his arms on, 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 on a lifeboat. lifeboat. Yeah, Sesk <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was going away in the other one. Wasn't <laughs> o- it wasn't over the top at all. <laughs> Anthony Castriarchis. He's the, a Liverpool the, fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the most those flag, uh, flagrant Liverpool fan in the world. What's it like writing for the Sun, Anthony? Um, being a Liverpool fan. Um, yeah, he, he brings out the Arsenal sinking, Sesk's leaving story every year if you search. Uh, mm. Through his uh, his profile on the Sun's website. Oh wow! <laughs> cartoon though. I can't. I quite enjoyed it. I must say. So yes, we've been talking about something disappointing. The idea of Cesc leaving. What about the most disappointing player then? The, and there's a lot to choose from. We've got Almunia. These, these are the ones that I'm. I'm just going to read out. If you excuse me, Almunia, Fabianski, Arshavin, Diaby, Danielson, Rizicki, Eduardo. There are other other okay, I mean, it's like, people. It's like other I said on the previous question. I think it's expectation. 
Um, and, Eduardo, we didn't and, have and, any and expectations. There's, there's a few there where, you know, Almunia, Fabianski, Danielson, uh, Eduardo, Rizicchi, I didn't even expect him to play a game. So I also didn't. I think he might be you know, most, most mm. player of the year on the basis that he actually mm. managed to play 30 odd games. Um, Ashvin and Diaby for me are the two there. Um, Diaby, as I, I said earlier, is, I just find him the most frustrating player because I think he's got the ability, but his attitude will never allow him to use that ability to the full. And uh, he'd be the first player on the list to go for me. Mm. But Arsene as well. Um, Terrible season. Had an awful season. He had. He promised so much last year, didn't he? And we all thought we've got a real star. And uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of rumours that he's not happy with his contract and this, that, and the other. But he had a shocking season. Yeah, yeah. I go along with that. I mean, the question is worded: most disappointing player. I mean, I'd, I'm, I'm not disappointed by Almunia or Danielson as they delivered exactly what I expected. Um, if the question was worst player, it has to be Manuel Almunia. Is the guy he's only ever he's a Spanish guy who spent 12 years playing in Spain and only played two games in Primera Liga for Getafe. But um, what about Fabianski? I mean, Fabianski's he's performances. He's a reserve goalkeeper. He didn't deliver anything more or less, and I'd expect from what? a reserve goalkeeper. What? Age Dropping across in 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 mm. the net. Most the question, the question is most disappointing yeah. player. You are right about that. He's a twelve million pound Russian international captain yeah. uh, who delivered a brilliant six months. He's, you know, we're in, I think we're entitled to expect the well from him, and he delivered fuck all. I think he signed for Arsenal on the basis that you know I'm going to be playing Champions League for a glamorous side. I'm going to be on the telly every week. Russia are going to be in the World Cup. Do my eighteen months there. Go to Barcelona and have a great time. At the end of his first um, nine months at Arsenal, catastrophe. Russia don't qualify for the World Cup, going out to Slovenia. Arsenal look as though they're going to win fuck all. Shit, I'm stuck here for the next three years. Bollocks. And I think the guy's, you know, fucking miserable, to be honest. Is there an argument that he, his form actually went down once Russia went out of the World Cup? Yeah, totally. He said mm. himself, you know, I fell out of love with the game and had to rekindle that romance. So you think I'm not sure it was that great in the first half of the season, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> do you think our glorious manager should, should kind of put that kind of thing right in the same way that maybe Mourinho... He does it well, yeah, he should, you, but he should, but he doesn't do confrontation. Do you remember when Wenger said that he's economical? He said that about... Arshavin quite early on because I always thought he's never going to sign Arshavin because he said in the summer uh, prior to the winter when he signed him he said um, I'm not really interested in Arshavin because he's not suitable for English football or words to that effect and then he goes and signs him maybe the, maybe the board signed him there was rumours to say that mm. the board signed no, him there was a lot of rumours I mean Vengers also also said memorably this season about Drogba that Drogba doesn't do anything in the game apart from score goals against us that's quite a major Arshavin not doing anything in the game if he scored more goals yeah. although I would say I believe somebody told me today that he's our, he was our second highest Premier League goal scorer behind Cesc mm. I know Van Persie was obviously out for a long time injured but well, did he get, I'm yeah, still quite surprised by that stuff three, ten, four, I think, ten in the Premier League yeah. I mm. couldn't tell you more than three of them no well yeah. I think well if you look I imagine eight of them came before Christmas I yeah. could never give him I could never give him the most disappointing no, award though no, I mean because I love to see him I love to see him playing in the Arsenal yeah, kit yeah. even now even now yeah. I know he's had a disappointing season by his standards but when you look at clowns like even Almunia yeah Fabianski, I mean, how he's played as many games for Arsenal that he has, I, I will never know. Uh, and even Diaby, Diaby, everyone keeps telling me that he is a good player, but I've yet to see it in more than, say, one or no, right, two three. consecutive games. He's managed to do it, yeah. put on reasonable performances. That's not good enough. Yeah. Danielson had a good start to the season, and, and Rizicki, well, he's had his injuries, so you've got to forgive him that. But Eduardo, I mean, is that is that disappointing that he's. It's disappointing for me that he's not managed to come back from his well, injury, Benga but it was expected. Wenger never played him, so mm. he can't really be disappointing because Wenger never gave him a chance. I mean, if Wenger had started him four or five games on the trot and he failed miserably, then you could possibly say he was the most disappointing player. But I don't even think he started a game, did he? Oh, yeah, he, he started. He started so, not yeah. that many, but you know, he must have started. Three, four yeah. months. No, he started playing in that sort of gap before Christmas when Van Persie was injured and um, we didn't have anyone else to play up front. Um, well, he didn't do too badly, if I remember rightly. He's but then he's been played out of position goals. as well. Typical yeah. Wenger thing with his formation that he sometimes calls 4-3-3 that looks like 4-5-1 to me. The moment was Eduardo was the yeah. Stoke game. Stoke away, where it's obviously memorable for all the wrong reasons, but before Cesc got the penalty in the last minute, Eduardo had a chance, mm. which before the injury, he'd have finished mm. with his eyes shut and probably standing on, on the one leg that was still good. But this time he, he, he just dwelt a second, split second too long. And you yes. thought the tackle was coming in 
he'd seen what had happened to Ramsey, he knew what had happened to himself, and uh, that's it, he's never going to be the same player, and the chance have gone. Again, he's another player who's redundant in the 4-3-3 as well, he's a, he's a penalty spot goal hanger, I mean, the, the best football he ever played for Arsenal was when he played up with your, played up front with your archetypal big man, who do all the hard work Adebayor and Benton mm. they were a good partnership yeah him and, him and Adebayor were just, just showing signs of getting to we're know each other because Van Persie was out injured again just before Martin well, wherever Adebayor is next year he, and there's no guarantee he's going to be at City but whoever buys Adebayor or if he stays at City they could do a lot worse than sign Eduardo stick him in as a one time or you know, part time partner or whatever because they did play well together that too I'm not too sure, you know. I think Eduardo's finished, unfortunately. I, mean, I, w- I wish I wasn't saying this, but I just think that it was such a horrific injury. It just, it's yeah. one of those situations where even if physically he's okay, mentally he's never going to be okay after yeah. after that kind of tackle that, yeah. that he sustained from Martin Taylor. But, so, but I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it most disappointing player purely and simply because of the injury. Yeah, because so of what? Your most yeah. disappointing player, Steve? Uh, by a country mile, Danielson. Every time. Because he should be playing for Arsenal. Well, what about Fabianski? I mean, Fabianski's displays. I know, I know, sorry, I've been through this a little bit, David, but I just felt I have to yeah. come back to it again. Yeah. It's just, I, I would really like to hear what everyone's views on Fabianski is because I know, I know he's had an awful lot of stick and no Arsenal player should go through, go through that from the fans. I mean, I, t- I mean I they should the be backed. About, you know, he's, at the end of the day, he's a Polish international, isn't he? You know, but what's he ever done that justifies Yeah, I think that says quite a lot about the Polish international goalkeeper. They're not in the World Cup this year, are they? Yeah, yeah. well, oh, I wonder why that might be. He's got quite uh, a lot of caps as well. Yeah. It's over 20. Yeah, but I don't he's know. He's not a bad shot stopper, to be fair to him. But that's, that's he's not produced a few yeah, good yeah. saves. No, yeah. I mean, he's made some horrendous, horrendous mistakes. I mean, there's been stuff in the press, hasn't there, saying like, well, you know, he's, he's great in training, and it's like, well, maybe this is the clue. You know, we, we always said we never practice corners and crosses in training. There's your answer. We've never put him under pressure to catch yeah. anything. Yeah. So yeah, he probably is brilliant in training because he's just got yeah. shot stopping, and he's good at that. And have we got two crap keepers because we've got a crap goalkeeping coach? Well, this is the interesting mm. thing. I mean, Arsene said himself recently, so I. I don't know goalkeepers and I take advice from other people. Well, I'd like to know who advised him that this chancer who plays in the Spanish second division, who's, you know, never played, who's only <laughs> ever played two games in Premier League in his entire life, and that wasn't for Barcelona or Real Madrid, it was for a team that, you know, you have to pronounce whilst <laughs> snorting. Um, <laughs> you know, told him that out of every goalkeeper available on the face of the planet, this guy is your long term number one. Um, whoever that person who gave that advice was needs the sack. Well, I don't think anyone did. I think wasn't it? Mm. Bob Wilson was still there at the time, and he said he's not good enough. And uh, that, before you knew it, Bob yeah. was out the door. Well, well, yeah. Bob Wilson and Ben fell over Stuart Taylor, didn't they? I mean, yeah, Vegas, yeah. Uh, Wilson said Stuart Taylor's going to be the England goalkeeper one day. And for my money, I mean, apart from one game against Liverpool, when he probably should have come out and stopped a long ball over the top, mm. um, that John Armourisa ultimately finished. Stuart Taylor never let Arsenal down, as far as I, no. I remember. One game. What about Alex Manninger? Alex Manninger, what was your take on him? I loved well, it. Loved it. Loved that Alex Manninger. Yeah, he's up against Still playing now. No, he's still playing now in Germany. I mean, I remember he's having the third choice at Juventus. Oh, Italy. Okay. Yeah. I remember, I remember Manning having a few great games. I remember the penalty shoot mm. out of West Ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic, yeah. wasn't it? And Man United away. Man United away, away where he made countless saves in yeah. that game, didn't he? Yeah. But uh, he was another one that never convinced me. You know? sure. mm. He got into the habit of hearing out of his box and being made to look stupid. I mean, Tony Adams mentioned him. We're talking about Fabianski now. Yeah, no, well, I know that felt like a Fabianski moment when <laughs> you yeah. said about herring out of his box. Well, I mean, you know, Chelsea semi-final last year is still rather vivid yeah. in the memory. I know, I can't, yeah. can't forget that. Yeah. But I can forget the best goal of the season, unfortunately. There's loads of contenders, apparently, for the best goal of the season. I don't remember any of them very well. But there's right. the Cesc goal against Spurs. There's a Cesc goal against Villa and there's also a Nasri goal against Porto and any other goals okay, that you'd right, like to I, mention. I, I, I can't remember. I can't no, remember. In, in my, my uh, research for the survey, I, I managed to find just about every goal we've scored this season on YouTube, so uh, I'm probably well-placed to talk about these. Um, the Cesc goal against Spurs, I'm sure we all remember that one. Uh, from the halfway line, 11 seconds oh, after yeah, we went 1-0 up. Oh, yeah, I do, actually. And, uh, no, I've, I've said it to enough people. Well, I don't remember celebrating two goals that closely together ever mm-hmm. before yeah. and uh, it showed, was showed me how unfit goal. I was because I was shattered for about the next yeah. hour <laughs> yeah. um, the Cesc the goal against Villa there, there, there was two there was obviously two where he came off the bench the first mm. one was a free kick and the second one was where he, he got played in by Walcott so everything I said about Walcott I should have <laughs> um, uh, he got played in by Walcott and, which was where he injured himself and pulled his hamstring as he stretched yeah. to poke yeah. the pass 
Mm. Nasri's goal was probably the one people remember most because it was most recent. They beat about five men in the five. Oh game, yeah, um, yeah. Um, dribbled round them all and then smashed it in. Mm. Um, however, for me, if I'm going to pick out a, a, a bit, bit, bit of a random one, um, I thought our best goal was Merida in against Liverpool in the Yeah, yeah, that's a funny strike. Why Thunderbolt? Yeah, absolutely brilliant goal. So for me, that was that. That was my. That was one I voted for. Well, my goal of the season is Adam Johnson for. Manchester City against oh, Sunderland. That was a great goal. Yeah, I remember that from the victory time. It was a left foot curler, yeah, wasn't it? In, in the top corner. Just, there was four blokes on the line and mm. the keeper, and he got it, and he chanced underneath. That is probably one of the best goals I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, but the, the best Arsenal goal, um, <laughs> the yeah. best Arsenal goal, I, I remember that he says, one. He says very quickly, n- yeah. realising Manchester yeah. City haven't got a podcast going yet. <laughs> If we're talking about Maybe Marida, we said this one. <laughs> yeah, well, well, they've got a mention. I'll be very brief because I know time's short. Why the hell are we keeping Danielson and letting Marida go? Marida's got freedom of contract. Why did Why did Danielson get all that playing time last year and Marida got zilch? Why is Jack Wilshere going to Bolton for next year and we're keeping Danielson? I'll say that and mm-hmm. I'll now give you my best goal. Um, <laughs> it's going to be Danielson, isn't it? No, it's the one against Porto. The Nasri goal against Poirot was the, was the most skillful uh, and, and best to watch. I mean, the most fun sitting where I sit um, behind the North Upper was uh, Fabregas' second goal against Villa. But my favourite Arsenal goal of, um, of the year was Nicholas Benter away at Stoke. Um, as good a header as you'll ever see. Perfect cross. Uh, beat, the, um, beat the defender with a perfectly timed jump and you know, perfect centre-forward's header. He sent it down, uh, sorry, sent it looping back from whence it came beyond um, the goalkeeper's outstretched hands. He's the only player in the Arsenal squad who could have scored that goal. Yeah, I agree. Brilliant goal. Brilliant goal. Yeah, there was a lot of good goals out there, but I, it's well, only when you start talking about them, I start thinking the positive stuff. You, I think we shortlisted mm. about 15. Well, you've got Arshvin's goal at yeah. Man United, at Liverpool. Arshvin's at Liverpool, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah there, 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 was, there was quite a lot to choose from. And, Danielson did make it in there for the first goal of the season against Everton. Mm. Yeah, good goal. Yeah, he's good for the uh, long-range pile drivers. Yeah, yeah. Right. But um, Wilshere, should he stay or should he go? Wilshere, got to stay to Bolton next no, year. He should stay definitely. Would, uh, do you reckon? Yeah, but is he ready go. for a first-team place? Yeah. Me personally, I'd say maybe he needs another season. I'd, I'd, out say, I'd, I'd say he. Well, I'm going to compare him to the season. I think Arsenal said it that he should. Uh, he, he should. We want him to have the season that Ramsey's just had, but without the injury. Mm. You know, a sort of breakthrough season, mm. have him on the bench, coming on as an impact player, um, but you actually using him from the bench with the games. Yeah. He's, you think he's English and he's good, is Wenger going to play him? You let Wozicki go. If you let Wozicki yeah. go, you can accommodate him in the squad. If you keep Wozicki, you can't, because you've got Nasri and Wozicki both as impact substitutes in the squad ahead of Wilshire. But Wozicki's mm. very, very, very injury prone now. But he's also a captain of the Czech Republic, earns more money than Jack Wilshire and has a bigger ego. There's no way on God's green earth the manager will, do- will drop him to accommodate Wilshire. But Wilshire's playing central midfield for Bolton and they, they reckon he's been a revelation there. We well, surely could play central midfield instead of Danielson or Diaby for us. Well, well, in the formation of playing current. Mm. I blame the manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We haven't spotted that one. <laughs> yeah. So, our manager, how many £10 million plus players is he going to bring in or how many players is he going to bring, bring in even free transfers one let's, let's just throw it open one if we're lucky um, do you know what I, I, really, got, I think we need I really, three, really wish that, the, the, that you didn't have to renew your season ticket until August the 31st because you know I wouldn't renew it if I didn't if we, if we don't sign a keeper this year and a couple of decent midfielders and a centre half then I wouldn't renew. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. If, if Arsenal don't sign a keeper this season, well, I'm yeah. not going to say anything. Yeah, I know. I mean, they make all these noises between now and June the 1st. Well, oh, we're going to sign players, we're going to sign this. Arsenal's got lots of money. This year it's going to be different. We're going to sign players. Trust me, everyone will use their season ticket. June the 2nd, right, they're in now. Let's go back to square one again. I mean, actually, I feel like phoning, phoning a number and calling the guys with the white jackets if, if he doesn't sign a goalkeeper of some description. This, unless he's planning to use Chesney. That's which the only thing. He which he I can't because he's you know, too young. The, the only experience he's had is in League, league, two, league, run, league, league one. The old Division Three, yeah? Yeah. 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 Um, and, and it's not and the like best as experience. As he yeah. is and the, and the reports are glowing, mm. then, but he can't 
you know, there's only one player that I remember was Casillas, wasn't it, when he broke into Madrid team mm. 17, 18 well, or whatever. But Chesney's no pretty good. And, and I just don't see it happening. And mm. I don't see Wenger giving him the, the opportunity, to be honest, because that, that wouldn't be his no. way I mean, Ches- Chesney's kind of intimated himself and said, I'm, I'm more than happy to go on there again next season, but it has to be in the Championship or for a Premier League team. I mean, yeah. the kid's realistic. I mean, the thing, I mean, you mentioned Casillas, but I mean, let's be frank, I mean... The, the guy for, as a goalkeeper looking at other goalkeepers for me he's the, he's the outstanding goalkeeper of his generation people talk about Buffon but bear in mind Casillas plays in goal for Real Madrid who essentially played 1-1-8 as a formation um, the guy's a fucking miracle worker uh, he's, he's the best goalkeeper I've ever seen what about Buffon because of Buffon apparently he really is quite eager to move to the Premier League well, I'm pretty certain the far right wing uh, husband of Benito Mussolini's granddaughter will love our plethora of Franco-African players not hmm. for me no. <laughs> now, talking about Chesney going on loan to a Premiership club, much like Joe Hart has this year. Joe Hart's gone to a Premiership club this year on loan, Birmingham. Sean done brilliantly because they've got a better keeper at City or a more experienced keeper, um, Shea Given. If if Chesney goes on loan to, let's say, Birmingham, for instance, or you know, oh yeah, that's quite possible. Does absolutely brilliantly, and uh, we've got Fabianski. Oh. How silly is Wenger going to look then? You've just got to try that's not going to happen, isn't it? Because, I mean, That's why I'm not convinced that he's going to sign a goalkeeper. I think he might think, I'll, I'll let Chesney go on loan to a championship or, or, prim, or lower, lower in the table Premier League club on, on the grounds that he's going to you know, sink or swim and I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. But for the time being, I'll muddle on and that'll be it. I'll muddle on with um, Manone, Almunia and So uh, we've, got, we've got those three clowns. Yep. Someone like Birmingham gets Chesney, yep, and he plays brilliant every week. We're rubbish. Wenger still hasn't signed a keeper, and it's another nail in the manager's coffin. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm saying it's just a sneaking suspicion that's something you might do, and instead spurge fifteen million pounds on a centre half. Yeah, I mean the problem is, is, is we, you know, we don't know how much money there is, but we do need a goalkeeper. We do need one, two centre half. You've never heard Wenger admit that, have you? No, I know, and and you know. I'm, I'm a fan of Wenger, you know, I, I, I desperately want him to succeed, I desperately want him to get his contract renewed, but right now I wouldn't offer him a new contract, one, because I am, I think, Wolves finally come away from my eyes, cause, and I'm like, last season we were in exactly the same position, we said these are the players we need, and last year I'm like, yeah, he, he'll go out and buy them, and he didn't, and this year I'm thinking, why do I think this season is going to be any different than it was 12 months ago, we need exactly the same players that we did then, why do I think Wenger's going to go and buy them? And I don't. I really don't. I'm not convinced now. Mm. So you don't think he's going to get a goalkeeper? No goalkeeper, any description? I, hope, I, th- I think and he might go and buy a goalkeeper, but I don't think it will be the... the it'd be somebody under be, 18, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or, no, or, I, don't, or, I, don't, I think we're going to buy a player from, I don't know, a, 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 not an international class goalkeeper. Someone who's maybe playing in France and is maybe the fourth or fifth best keeper in France. Nicole Landry or, or, or someone like that. Someone like that. You know that that will bring in. Maybe it will be Sebastian Fry's here. <laughs> yeah, so, so we've been waiting how many years? Six, <laughs> is it? I mean, the one I want is Lois from Leon. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. That's but, my call. You know, the, the, the speculation is, is that Leon wants something silly for him, and, we're not and he's going to buy Munich. I heard at one stage, yeah. but I don't think it's done. They want dusted. something silly for him. We're not going to play it. We won't win any trophies. End of story. Probably right. And so we'll be stuck with Fabianski and Almunia for one more season. So, so based on that, would you say Arsene Wenger's got too much power? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have we got time for another podcast on that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think Mike's already said he podcast wouldn't necessarily give Arsene a new contract. I mean, I wouldn't. Be, I would not be offering him one now, but I can see why the club might be because they want him to commit before we go and buy players on a long-term contract. So the time, if we're going to offer it, has to be now, Probably now or never. Does. But you know, if if he if he refuses to sign it, then what? You know, then we're backed into a corner where we where we have to say. Mind you, though, shouldn't the club be bigger than the manager? And any player we're signing now should be be signing for Arsenal, not Arsenal Wenger. Yeah, of course, but that's not the way it works, is it? Mm. You know, I mean, you bring in another manager next year, and and the player might be quite happy to stay at Arsenal. Yeah. The manager might not want him. But when a when a player signs for Chelsea, and I'm just playing devil's advocate now, if a player signs for Chelsea on a four or five year contract, the way they change their managers. There's no guarantee Ancelotti will be here after next season, but that wouldn't put a player off not signing for Chelsea. Well, Steve, that, I mean, Chelsea don't go into appointing a new manager thinking that they're, 
they're going to appoint on a one-year basis, otherwise they'd give their manager one-year contracts. They don't. I mean, they have this bottomless pit of money, so they can sign managers on three-year deals, but sack them after first year, so they the knowledge they can just find £8 million in compensation to buy them off. Yeah. Um, I mean, their intention is to keep managers long-term, and Ancelotti, if he wins the European Cup in the next uh, next two years, I'm sure he'll be Chelsea manager for as long as he wants to be. Um, and they tend to pay be- better than Arsenal anyway, right? In Ashley Cole's case, at least. Well... Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about generally. I really don't know. In fact, I blame I blame Abramovich and I blame Chelsea and everything to do with that awful club for all the ills in football at the moment, and particularly clubs like Portsmouth going bust and players like Hull being on the brink of bankruptcy because they've all they've all had to up their wage bill, they've all had to spend money they haven't got. Yeah, but Arsenal haven't. Arsenal have have lived within their means, so we're told. But I mean, the players are still demanding the contracts. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, and guys like Diaby are getting them. Yeah, and they're getting like six grand a week or whatever. You know, it's it's just crazy money. But Mm. but that's because they know that they can walk out the door and somebody else will give them it. Especially because they've had the, you know, the vendor schooling. I mean, if you go back to before Abramovich came, you know, there's a much more even playing field, particularly in salaries and. You know, the finances of clubs, you know, look at Liverpool, they've gone bust trying to compete with Chelsea. Mm. Um, and che- the likes of Chelsea and City can just spend money like it isn't there. And everyone else has to live within their means, go slightly over the top and end up where Portsmouth are now. And I totally blame, you know, Abramovich for that, totally. So which is why, mm. you know, like most other football fans, when they win a trophy, you know, it, it, I absolutely hate it, loathe it. I mean, I'm not going to give them any credit whatsoever. Because it's just money and it's plastic. Well, on that note, I can't. I can't really change the subject very, very, uh, <laughs> very well. But I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Arsene Wenger's got a quote from 2007. We need to move move on to a mobile phone quote, which uh, Mike's going to read out because I can't. Okay, this, this, your this phone. came up, I believe, from a Telegraph article published recently, and uh, it says the year was 2007, and Wenger was being asked to explain the philosophy for the next stage of his career. He said, when we decided to build the stadium, I wanted to anticipate the possibility of financial restrictions, so I concentrated on youth. I also felt the best way to create an identity with the way we play football, to get players integrated into our culture with our beliefs, our values, was to get them as young as possible and to develop them together. I felt it would be an interesting experiment to see players grow together with these qualities and with a love for the club. It was an idealistic vision of the world of football. Idealistic, idealistic kind of sums it up for me. And and obviously, he didn't pay any heed to what Alan Hansen said. You don't win anything with kids. Manchester United obviously proved him wrong, but that was that was back then. Now perhaps it's truer than it ever was at that stage. I mean, so what's everyone else the manager to give? Really, I mean, that's the quote you give after you've undertaken that experiment and you've just won the European Cup for the third time in a row. Um, to give that quote, uh, if that's 2007, that's after, uh, well, the two years in which he ritually dismantled the Invincibles team, um, invested a lot in inadequate youth, um, and, you know, Chelsea and Manchester United seemed to be in the ascendancy, and, uh, and we were stagnating, or, or, or dare I say, regressing. Um, yeah, it was a very peculiar thing to say, and... It kind of gives the impression that we have been, we being the paying public fans, customers, wherever you, we, we are in the 21st century, have been the outside observers of some freakish sporting experiment, um, which, which is fine if I get to you know, opt in and opt out, but not for £1,200 a year. That's, that's, a, that's a disgraceful show of you know, contempt by the manager. For, when, um, when did Wenger say that? 2007, apparently. I wonder whether we still think the same now. Well, I think he, he you know, the, th- I think it's the the fact that he was admitting that he was basically experimenting and he was taking a huge gamble with our club. Yeah. Um, you know, and let's not forget it is our club. Being um, kind of Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah, is yeah. And, and, and you know, if he pulled it off, it would have been as we, we've said on countless occasions, it would have been his greatest achievement, no question. And you could argue he's come close. But he hasn't come quite close enough. Didn't he have to go down that route though because there was no money because of the stadium? Well, possibly there was. I mean, that's what he's su- suggesting. But at the time, but, we weren't told that. We were told he had yeah, money yeah, to spend and yeah. he wasn't spending it for yeah. whatever reason he yeah, had but, but, and we didn't but, know what but it was. Also, you know, did, did he have to go down that route? Was there really no alternative? 
you know, okay, we couldn't have gone out and bought a ten million pound player, but you could have gone out and, and bought in experienced players. You could have not got rid of experienced players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, 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 the likes of Gilberto and Flamini. You know, that, you've still got to look back on that and say, Flamini like a, in particular. I mean, Flamini's. You know, I mean, that, well, that, that, he's well, not done much in Milan, but he can still do a the job. Players, for us. The was let go for no money coming in. There was that Flamini, yeah, Diara, um, five million, twenty million pound player. He was. I know, Diara, we could have kept hold of him and we just yeah. let him go for next, next to nothing. Again, what would, that, what would you give to a Flamini and Diara playing for us yeah. next year? No, you had, you oh, had the three of them, didn't you? At the, the start of January that year, we had, we had Diara, we had Flamini, we had Gilberto. Six months later, we had none of them. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, that, that's, that, that, that's where we began to go. I mean, well, Gilberto's playing in Greece, so I wouldn't I necessarily want him back. As good as he's been for Arsenal. They could I think have done another year, Maybe, but I'm not sure. I thought, of Brazil. I thought his last yeah. season at Arsenal so was very poor, me personally, and yeah. I could see why Arsenal let him go. Yeah. I, I could see that. But in the case of Diara, I thought he had a lot more to offer. I really did, and, so and I, I just couldn't understand. I knew that he wasn't happy with a lack of playing time, but I still thought we should have held Flamini, on to him. Flamini, I mean, what would we, wouldn't we give to have him back now? I know. I Flamini, said so yeah, the Flamini, in some ways, is the one I excuse him on because I think, I think you know, the, 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 the last year he was there, he had a good year. But if, if you'd have asked me the previous summer, yeah. should we keep him? Yeah. Should, we give him to Birmingham, should, should we give him a new contract at yeah, Grand Away? And in the wrong position, yeah, yeah, typical did, Wenger. Position, I think yeah. he did play some games, and I don't think he was good enough. But you know, he came on in that last season. He had a fantastic season. You know, I mean, I, I don't blame him for, for wanting to mm. leave and make yeah. the most of it. That was his opportunity. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I don't necessarily. Blame but we should have stuck a decent contract under. You know, put put a decent contract on the table, even if it was in the final year, and then you made your mistake. Okay, we're going to have to pay you more, Flamini, because you've had a great. Season yeah. and you're worth yeah. six, he's worth at least sixty thousand a week. Yeah. Well, that's that's at least I bet he didn't get offered sixty thousand a week. No, it was sheer naivety on the part of the club. I mean, the guy's name is Flamini. That's not a French name; it's an Italian name. I know it's an Italian name because he was born in Milan, hmm. by a father who was an AC Milan fan. He grew up in Milan, watching AC Milan before moving to France at the age of. 10. So he was definitely. He's a naturalised Frenchman. For the club to act all surprised when he then ups and leaves when AC Milan come knocking, offering him three times his salary, it's fucking stupid. And again, you know, same with Edu. Fell out with him over five grand a week. Ashley Cole fell out with him over five grand a week. You know, we haven't got anybody who knows how to do business at our football club, which is hopefully what Ivan Gazidis has been brought in to do. We have Keith Edelman, who was a property developer, the 874-year-old Ken Fryer, who I'm pretty certain is kept alive in a cryogenic chamber somewhere, um, doing business for us. Wenger's got to sort out the football side and the business side. And, you know, there was three very dark years for Arsenal Football Club. We didn't know our arse from our elbow. <laughs> I agree totally. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and praise indeed from the hyper spot. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not going to agree totally, I'm sure, on who's going to win the World Cup to, to oh. finalise things. I think we might. I don't know. Um, I haven't even thought. I think so Spain I'm not going to say anything at oh, this stage. No, I, I think it's between Spain and Brazil. I can't see anyone else deserving to win it. No. Football's a very simple game. Two teams battle it out for 90 minutes and then Germany win on penalties. And you know what would happen once... And no one said England yet. No, correct. Oh, and I'm not going to do England that. England are out after the group stage. We can well, no, we'll get past the group stage. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure. No, I, 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 think I, so. I, I think I think typical media are just overplaying it and saying USA well they don't, they don't even play football. We could lose um, that one, and I could see us, I could see us not winning it. Yeah. Um, is it Algeria we've got? Yeah, Algeria, so, Algeria. Yeah, and I mean Algeria. Did they they not say Ivory Coast didn't they in the, the African nations? They knocked out Egypt in the playoff, and wow. Egypt won the African Nations Yeah, Cup. so that's how, you know, I don't think they're any mugs yet. We're, we're, we're treating them as mugs, like, and, and Slovenia probably had the best, one of the best records in the qualifying groups. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, it would be brilliant if we didn't qualify for the group stage. Well, that's it. I said to someone last yeah. week, you know, somebody was sort of trying to uh, wind me up going to England, you know, they're going to really struggle. And I say, I'll take more delight out of John Terry or Frank Lampard missing the crucial penalty than I would if England won the World Cup, and I really yeah. mean that. Yeah, I, I, I would as well. I would, definitely. They're a despicable bunch, I'm afraid. Yeah. Does that make us traitors? Because we don't want to support in England. Probably, but hey, you know, yeah. Tower of London's only just down the road. We're popping on the way home. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon, though? Well, um, there's a report in, on the Guardian website today that um, England's um, England's players have decided to give up their fees for the World Cup to a children's charity. Yeah, it's a very nice thing to do. Um, 
So yeah, they issued a press release, a quote from John Terry, to say uh, people think us footballers live in a bubble. Um, but you know, some of us grew up on housing estates in, in Peckham and, uh, and in Battersea. Uh, apparently after that, John Terry went out and bought two new 4x4s for his wife and one for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you were joking. No, 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 not at all. Not without yeah. the slightest hint of irony. Yeah. So what you I'm going for Spain. Uh, they might mention Spain. I'm going for Spain. I think Spain have won the Euros. Why not? Yeah. Why not the World Cup? They've got the best. They've got the best players in the world. They've got better players than Brazil. But yeah. the, with the climate, the way it's going to be, Germany for me. South Africa in July. It's going to be like playing in um, you know Northern or Western Europe in um, sort of November, December time. Um, so I'd say. So you look at sort of Spain, Italy, France, and Germany. Um, is it going to be nippy? Take your jumper, Kev. It's not, jump. like, it's not going to be gloves weather, is it, surely? It's, it's going to be about 16, 17 degrees. That's all right. That's English summertime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, no, Germany for me. Although, you know, they go, they're really going to miss Balak. But it's time for Bastian Schweinsteiger, uh, which translates as pig mounter. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger to, to stand up and show that he is one of the greatest midfielders in European football. And we're not interested in it. Bastian Spike, he's, no, he's from Munich, plays for Bayern Munich. I don't think he'll be going anywhere. Well, and we can't bit, afford him. But no, we can't afford anyone, can we? No, he wants paid in cash. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Every good player you ever think in the world, every good player in world football, you think, wouldn't mind him, Arsenal can't afford him. Why hmm. is that? Because uh, we haven't got the money. I think that'll be it. <laughs> but it's a happy note to end on. <laughs> Right, the big question is, and there's no particular reason for this, it's just been on my mind for a while. If Arsene Wenger did leave the club, who would take his place? Because it's all very well saying Wenger out or sign someone or sign off. But what does that mean? I I mean, who would we get? I'm sort of on record in some places anyway, um, saying that I don't want Wenger to go this summer. I'm happy to give him another year for all he's done. But um, I think, you know, things don't change in a year's time. It will be time for change. Um, in a year's time, and I know this probably seems quite fanciful, I would quite like uh, Guardiola to come in. Now, people are going to go, why would he ever leave Barcelona? And I can see, can see the logic, and I, I needed to be convinced, but I've got a Spanish friend who, who sort of said, I could see it happening, I could really could see him managing Arsenal in the not-too-distant future. And there has been rumours in the Spanish press that he, he will not stay there long-term. And part of the reason for that is, one, he obviously had last season where he had a fantastic season, delivered everything. It's not done too badly this year with the league, although I'm sure that's under, you know, not, not quite up to scratch as far as Barcelona are concerned. But he loves the club. And the pressure out there is so intense that at some point, whether it's next season or the season after, the press will start to turn on him. And I think he'll want to jump ship before that happens and before it gets nasty and before he loses that love for the club. So in a year's time... Come over and take over from Arsenal, Pep. We'll have you. And if, if you can persuade us to carry on for another few years <laughs> here, that's what all works into the bargain for me. And it's all about philosophy of football as well. Guardiola has got a similar philosophy, right? Well, yeah, similar yeah, to the Arsenal philosophy. The I, mean, I mean, in terms of a reason for him to leave Barcelona at the end of next season, it's that Real Madrid are going to have a better manager than Barcelona are going to have when uh, Mourinho inevitably leaves Internazionale in the summer. Um, you know, he won't lose the two games against Barcelona, um, quite simply, and, and that's when you sort of see the Catalan press turn on Guardiola. The other thing that sort of counts in our, our favour from a sex point of view is that his favourite player growing up and the guy that he was assigned to clean the boots of when he was a kid at Barcelona was Pep Guardiola. Um, so, yeah, if Wenger leaves at the end of next year and Guardiola takes over solely on the Premier you know, only if Sesk is willing to, to stay and stand by me, then, you know. Things might work out. Okay. And it could stop Arshavin leaving as well if we got if we got uh, Pep in, into into the Arsenal uh, setup. Maybe it'll stop Danielson from leaving. You know. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be sad? You know, yeah. tell you what, if I, if I could take Fabregas and whoever and anyone else from the, the squad leaves, you know, I'd be quite happy with that. So what yeah. about you, Steve? What, uh, what's your take well, on I'd, that? I'd love Mourinho. I mean, we're never going to get Mourinho because the board are so. Why are they so anti? I don't, know, I don't know, but. I, I think is I mean, it because he wins things and we were against yeah, it. Yeah, he wins things. That, that, I mean, it's common. Everyone thinks he's going to go to Real Madrid in the summer, but yeah, why don't we throw our hat in the ring? Why don't we just say, right, come to us. You can take on Ancelotti. You can take on Chelsea. You can prove to them that they should never have got rid of you. You know, you, next year we'll do the double. 
and then Mourinho can say you should never got rid of me I don't care whether he says that or not mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have two extra trophies he'll, he'll, he'll grow to see Arsenal as his domain and I just would love to have Mourinho I think he, would, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't take a job in London he, he hasn't lost a home game for eight years and I fancy some of that you know particularly when it comes to Chelsea and United but uh, also uh, you know playing a little silly little punt here given that Arsene Wenger's got absolutely no passion no tactical nous he never kind of has a go at it. well he has a go at referees and things like that but you know I would I wouldn't mind an English manager Neil Warnock for one season <laughs> only oh, no. let, let, let Neil and Harry go head to head with a bit of money give him a bit of money give him the, the, the reins at a top four club like Arsenal and then just say right Neil you know make us better than Chelsea see how you get on sure because Edith would like it when we sell the Marlon for 15 million and replace him with Chris fucking Morgan on a free transfer well, look out, well, <laughs> he's only ever operated within his budget if he had money to spend it'd be a totally different kettle of fish like Harry Everyone said that about Harry before he went to Spurs. Now he's gone to Spurs. He's a, I'm not sure because Neil Warnock's not really renowned as a great Palace. football coach. He's really? not. He's not a great football coach. He's a good. He's great for quotes. Most unbelievable for quotes. Well, I'll tell you what. Then, let's get him in with Arsene Wenger as the motivator. Get him in as the new Pat Rice. That well, if, he, if he gave him a five-minute job every every week, yeah. and, and you really wanted to get the players fired up, well. <laughs> Maybe Warnock there's a role for him, Absolutely. but I'm not too Please sure myself. Please tell me we're not seriously talking about Neil Warnock at Arsenal. <laughs> well, I'm the only one who, who would want him, I'll tell you. Yeah, if you, I want, if want, you want a manager whose name is a perfect anagram of Colin Wanker to be our new manager, then please be <laughs> my guest. <laughs> he is the man for that. Well, do you know what? I, I'm not too sure. I, I mean, I, I've got so little confidence in Arsene Wenger that it, if it was Neil Warnock next year, it would make a blind bit of difference to me. Your first call, though, Mourinho, that was, to me, that was a really good shout. Yeah, saying yeah. you want Mourinho as Arsenal manager is like asking, you know, who do you want Benger to go out and buy this? I mean, you say, oh, yeah, well, Beckenbauer 74, Pele 68, and Cruyff 76. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Mourinho's not going to manage a team in direct geographical rivalry to Chelsea. He'll take the Manchester Why is that? Is that? Do you think there's a well, technical reason? Legal, direct, legal reason? No, because they're in direct geographical rivalry to yeah, Chelsea. He, he hates Chelsea. He hates the idea that Chelsea's active. Well, no, he did you hear what he said? Wrong. When he was asked the question, yeah. are you happy that Chelsea won the league? His answer was, I am very good friends with Sir Alex Ferguson. And then he digressed and eventually said, oh, but I still know some people at Chelsea. So and I'm kind of happy. But initially he was suggesting that he wasn't actually that happy that Chelsea won the league. No. When he was asked the a question. Cup, they didn't beat one he, single big team. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, I'll put this on the record. Now, if Jose Mourinho ever becomes manager of Arsenal, I'll pay off both in mortgages. It's not going to happen. I don't Seriously. think. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's not. No, not at all. I would like it personally because I know we'd win trophies with Jose we Mourinho at the helm. We will definitely win trophies yeah. with Mourinho. And at this stage of the game, that's all that matters. We would play terrible football, and a lot of lot of the people that are watching games wouldn't want to renew their season tickets. Start winning trophies with with just his ego. His ego. We, we said earlier that you know Wenger should not be bigger than the club. Mourinho is bigger than any club he is at in his mind, mm. and I'm not sure I'd be happy with that. Um, you know, after the mm. when, when they beat Barcelona in the uh, in the new Camp, you know he, he didn't go up and congratulate his players. The camera was on him, and he made sure it was on him. I think he ran across the pitch. I, yeah, I don't think yeah. Arsenal big enough for him is another point. I mean, his next two jobs. Well, his next three jobs will be Real Madrid, followed by Manchester United, followed by the Portugal national team, all three of which he'll choose when he wants to take them, and then he'll retire. Man United? Yeah. yeah. You think you go there? Yeah. But yeah. Because, okay, they might be in direct rivalry to Chelsea, but they're not in the same city. And secondly, they're probably four times the club Chelsea were, are, and always will be. Um, so, so what's the problem that Arsenal got with Mourinho is it yeah. because of Wenger because seen, he called I've Wenger a voyeur twice yeah. we're in London they're in London You're, yeah but that's not a good enough reason it, you get I'm people you get players it. going from City to United yeah, in Manchester so I'll tell you and what, vice versa when you two on the phone to Mourinho's agent saying him not wanting to come to London, come to London because we're in the same city as Chelsea is not, not good the only reason I can think of the only reason I can think of that he wouldn't do that is purely contractual because when he left Chelsea, it was under some sort of cloud and, and perhaps it was in his contract he had to keep quiet about everything that happened at Chelsea and maybe there was a clause in the, in the contract when he, when he fi- you know, finalised yeah. his deal there that said that he couldn't go to Arsenal. So but do you think the, chan- well, the chances of that are high or low? It's a re- 
restraint of trade. Um, but could Chelsea get away with it? No. No. No, okay. it's, an, it's an unenforceable agreement. Um, he will not go to Arsenal because they are uh, Chelsea City rivals. And he has got an affinity with Chelsea, mm. the football club uh, and the, the fans. fans. Yeah. Also, if you've got a bunch of 40,000 manic National Front racists on your side, you don't want to piss them off. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, take, your point. Arsenal, I'll take your point. There's a chance, you know, his kids might go missing. But, mm. you know, if he goes to Manchester United, it's far enough away, things might be okay. That's almost as silly as what I just said about Neil Warnock. <laughs> Lovely people, Chelsea fans, aren't I'm they? not so Lovely sure people. it is that silly. Last time, last time I went to Bridge, there was nice Chelsea fellows providing me with Chelsea souvenir darts, Chelsea souvenir two-penny pieces, and Chelsea souvenir bottles of piss. Hmm. Yeah, they're gorgeous people, gorgeous people. Right, on that note. Right, so that's why Mourinho won't be joining Arsenal as the manager then. In case you're wondering, Kike Sanchez Flores for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's manager of Atletico Madrid. Uh, he took over at the start, uh, about eight games into this season, when they were bottom of the table with one point. Uh, took them up to seventh in the league in the UEFA uh, Cup final. They knocked the ball around really well, and he's done that with a team that contains Diego Forlan and Jose Antonio Reyes. Oh. And he managed to get £2 million for Maxi Rodriguez. Got a CV. It's not bad CV, is it? Yeah. No, oh, okay, let's have it then. That's, somebody said that about Almunia, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to chuck that in. They have exclusive footage taken from the Arsenal team bus on the trip away to Blackburn. Unfortunately, owing to a scheduling conflict and a sore throat, the part of Pat Rice will be played by former leader of the DUP, Syrian Paisley. My babies, my babies, they killed my babies. Your babies, your babies, they killed your babies, boss. This is not football, this is barbarism. That wasn't football, boss, they're, they're all barbers, boss. Look at poor Fabianski, will he ever walk again? I can't see him catching anything again, that's for sure, boss. Why did they chop his hands off? Was the assault that bad? I know, boss, the ref didn't even see it was a free kick, boss. How can they expect me to win the league playing with these rules? We could try sending an actual goalkeeper, boss. What has defence got to do with the beautiful game? I'm only interested in art. They don't give out points or trophies for artistic interpretation, boss. Hmm. They are Neanderthals. We will win this league my way, as we have done for the last 13 years. You what, boss? These fools, they don't know what a real trophy is. Uh, right, boss, if... If you say so. Hang on, I think Sylvester's dead. I told you, so many times Aladice's players went over the top. I know, boss. It looks like we'll only be able to give poor Mikhail only an extra one year in his deal. Take care of it tomorrow, please, Patrick.